0: Hey everybody, welcome to Money Lab Live, kind of? I don't know. It's um, doesn't matter. Let's just get started. Today, I have a very special guest, uh, somebody that I wanted to talk to ever since I saw his episode two days ago. Uh, but you were part of Money Lab Live, or sorry, Money Lab Pro, and I want to introduce Andy Humphrey. Welcome to the show, Andy. What's up, guys? Good to be here, Matt. Thank you your, so much. Your set is an, is awesome. Hey, I had to, you know, I had to keep up with you. Uh, this is you got the sign that
1: the, like, where'd you get that sign done? I actually got it made down the street. There's a company called Great Lakes Stainless that yeah. uh, a buddy of mine owns, and I said, hey, can you print me basically or you know, etch me a uh, a sign? So I just sent him a file, and they cut it out with a laser, and gave it back to me. Nice. I mean, looks great. Of course. What does an e-commerce guy do after that? Hey, I could start a stainless steel sign business.
0: Yes. <laughs> Custom stainless steel signs.com drop ship it to him. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, I'm not going to um, beat around the bush here. We, you, um, your store, you have a store called sprinkler supply com. right? Correct. Um, e-commerce is your thing. That's what you do. That's my jam. You've been doing it for
1: 2004 since
0: 2004. Yep. Uh, okay. E-commerce and
1: sprinklers, so that's my passion mashup, as you like to say.
0: Yeah, and um, I do need—I'm actually in the market for a um, an irrigation specialist. Cool. Our pipes broke, so I will find you one. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so uh, I so you—you you were on Spencer's show on on uh, Niche Pursuits and um, Jake, who I know. Um, and do you know how I know Jake? I do now because you okay. told me. Okay. So, uh, so, so I emailed Jay cause I wanted to, uh, you know, congratulate him on something that I thought was really awesome that he did. I won't mention what it is even though it's probably past the, uh, like the, you know, the time that I can do that. Um, but I, he, I was like, he was like, Hey, I just interviewed Andy and you know, we were mentioning you and I was like, okay, let me, let me check out the episode. And you know, I, I started to think, and I've been talking to Steph about this too, of how to, and this is kind of like a separate from what, from what I watch with you, but I, we've been kind of having these private conversations of like, how do we like ingrain ourselves into the, the pool industry so much so like, like really dig in roots so that like, if we like. That way no, like, almost become untouchable. And I've been talking about this sort of like with other friends of like how to build an untouchable business. Um, mm. and, and you had mentioned something. Um, you had a quote that, you've been, that you said you wanted to say, which is, uh, the company that kills you will look nothing like you. That's what you said. And I Absolutely. started to think, yeah. And, and I'm like, you know, I know we've had, you know, conver- like very, very brief conversations on our happy hours within Money Lab Pro about like, you should get into e com because of where you are. I'm curious, um, because you're now doing the opposite, right? You're an e-com guy going into content marketing, and I'm sort of the reverse of that. And so how can we talk about how to sort of bridge those gaps? And I guess let's start with, um, you know, what do you think I should do, I guess, with e-com? (laughs) <laughs> or how you would you go Man, about it? Well, like how? Like if you're if you have a content business, how do you go about like going into this world, which seems so daunting to me?
1: Right, and it and it can and it can be, you yeah. know. And there's no right or wrong way. So it's probably a function of a couple different variables. You know, one there, there's money. How much money do you have? Time. Uh, what's your team look like? Expertise, and you know, the first thing that I want to start with is if you think about someone who wants to start an e-commerce business today, right? That could be Mm -hmm. a brick and mortar store that just wants to transition to e-com, or it could be someone who just simply wants to start an e-commerce business within any niche. It's one thing to start the website, put the products on there, and then they're going to think to themselves, I need to get a sale. I need to sell something. I need to ship something. And in order to do that, you have to have traffic, Right. And this, this kind of goes back to my sort of the theory that I'm feeling recently is that if you need traffic, who has traffic, Matt has traffic, you mm-hmm. have traffic to your website and to YouTube. So you have like this key mm-hmm. that can unlock commerce that someone who has commerce doesn't have the key to the traffic. They have to Pay figure for it. it out, buy it, etc. Yeah. And so I feel like it's easier for a content or media company to get into commerce because they control the community, the eyeballs, the asset, which is customer, right? client, traffic, and you get to decide where to send it. If right. it's more profitable to send it to something that you also own as an asset, do that. Sure. If it's more profitable to send it to someone else who's cutting you a 50% commission, which they're not, but if they were, maybe that's easier. And so it's all about where do you send your traffic
0: to build lifetime value with that customer? Yeah, I mean, with Amazon and other affiliate partnerships that I have, like the margins, I mean, I have an affiliate partnership with a company that's, it's okay. It's 10%. It's not bad. Um, but I don't control, like once I, they leave me, it's like they I'm, it's out of my control. And I love the idea of, of if you're a, you know, if you're an affiliate site, the systematic replacement of an Amazon link with a link to your own shit. Like that yeah. to me just feels super powerful. But the, 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 the hurdle that I have is as I like living here and just being my own, whatever, and not having to do anything like hard, you know, for except <laughs> on the computer. Um, and so e-commerce always feels like a very daunting thing to get into because it's like, you know, there's, I guess there's a million different ways to do it. There's drop shipping, there's FBA, there's, um, you know, there's warehousing the shit yourself, and literally having like a shipping department in your house or or somewhere else, um, and and then it's like, what do you sell? Do you have to set up the e-commerce side of things? Like, there's just it's like it's literally an entirely new business, right? It can be, yeah,
1: yeah. So, if you're listening to what you just said, mm-hmm. I would look for what is uh, easy okay. and can have a good ROI or produce some financial results for you. Uh, which I guess is because of a happy customer. So if you can make a customer happy with a product that you sell that is relatively easy for you, that doesn't come with a lot of headaches, then that's what I would focus on. And I think in combination of why are your visitors landing on one of your sites right now? What is their intent? What are they looking for? What problem are you solving for them that you're then sending that traffic somewhere else? Mm -hmm. Uh, One video I saw of yours, and you can tell me if this is a, Shitty product or not is a pool cover. You have a video with a, and it had a pool cover. Um, you were talking about pool covers and you could cut them up and or yeah. maybe it was ways to heat your pool. Yeah, heat solar pool. covers. Yeah, a huge video. Solar for cover. Us. Yeah. So maybe you could make a solar cover, and you could forecast potential sales based on current traffic and that intent and what you
0: might be able to convert out of that traffic. Well, you could see it on Amazon, right? You can see what's what's being sold on Amazon and just replicate. Now, you know, so you said you're 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 picking one product. Is that I what- always like to start with one thing, just okay, because then it's
1: tangible. Then you can maybe take some action with it. Find one thing that you can do to then go take some steps to learn and try and see if you like it, see if it works. Almost like experiment. I guess that's
0: the way I, I like to do things. I want to go take some action. Could you walk me through? what you would do if you were um, a person with a content site, you know, let's say like, you you know, your content, your content sites built up on your sprinkler site. Right. And Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you don't have your e-commerce store in this, in this, you know, scenario, what would you sell first? Like, how would you go about doing this? If you were like, you know, if you were just starting out again. So I I would start with, looking at your current videos, your current content,
1: whether that's video content or your written content, wherever that traffic is coming in, why are they coming in? List 20, uh, you know, 20 reasons, 20 problems that you're solving for them. What products are you currently, you know, referring them to? Then list those out in potential difficulty, meaning I'm going to, again, I'm going to make this up. If you're using a, a, what I would call a sponge in your hot tub that's sure. shaped like a fish to collect mm-hmm. shit, dude. That's easy. That's that a real thing. Like, and it's it would be very easy to make. You mm-hmm. can make them colors. You could do something cool. They're they 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 they're shrunk down. You could fit hundreds of them on a on a pallet being imported from China, mm-hmm. and just and I'm just totally making this up. So you do some research. List twenty products. Figure out which ones are easier or harder to make. Pick one. Then find a source, find a factory, make it, import it, and I would put it in Amazon.
0: That's what I would do. Because so then not you have start your an e-commerce. Time. You like not start your own. I would first do Amazon, and the so reason is this for Amazon that is, FBA, were meaning like, yes. I'm getting a pallet shipped to my house, and then I'm reshipping that to the Amazon location. And uh, then- or you can sh-
1: you ship it to a 3PL, and then they would uh, prep it and send it to Amazon. What's 3PL? Uh,
0: Third party logistics. So a warehousing company. A warehousing company. And how do yep. you go about finding uh, who would manufacture? And this is, are you talking about private labeling too? Or just yes. getting, so it would be that, like- that's, That would be private label, same thing. So um, like you would
1: have your logo on the product. Right, yep. Mm-hmm. And you design the box, you design the packaging, you and all of that is creating the value, right? So that's that's all setting the price because once you take that sponge out, you know your branding is gone, basically from that item. Sure. It's all packaging unless the can create value. Of your logo. That oh, that would be good. Yeah, nice. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I would, I would, uh, you know, they send it to Amazon FBA, mm-hmm. and send your traffic from your content site. So Amazon has what is referred to, sort of in industry, as this flywheel effect. So if you want to rank in Amazon, the best way to rank, which I've experienced but this is also something that's talked about a lot, is to send your traffic to Amazon and that outside traffic coming in, you know, will help you rank and once you start ranking, that's like getting pushed out into the Amazon river where now you're ca- you're also capitalizing on all Amazon's existing customers that are searching for products on their platform. So if hmm. you can use your traffic to rank your product, then you capitalize on Amazon's traffic. And that's like a flywheel. Once the flywheel's going, now you're ranking, you're getting reviews, it's like working, and you can go find another product and another product and another product.
0: And you just and keep at the putting same, them up on same time,
1: be doing a Shopify store if you want to, absolutely. Create some value of your own, but use your traffic to launch those products to get into the
0: Amazon flywheel effect. When you say start like an e-commerce site, on your own. Like if you wanted to eventually get away from like Amazon makes it easy cause they're doing all the shipping. Right. And they're handling all the, and have, they have all the eyeballs too. Right. So they have the traffic. Yeah. You
1: know, so if you can use your traffic to influence your ranking kind of, yeah, on their it. product search engine, <laughs> right. They have a product search engine. Yeah. If you can use your traffic to rank, mm. that's the gold, right? Because but then you, you can
0: keep hitting sales what are you getting from that? As far as like, so obviously with an Amazon affiliate deal, you're getting like three to 4% of the, of the product sale, right? Um, if you do the FBA route, you're getting, I know Amazon takes 25%, right. Of everything. It's depending on the category,
1: there's a refer or a commission, you know, so like in my category, it's 15%. Hmm. And then FBA has a, uh, like FBA fee and then a, a a shipping fee. So depends on the size, you know, so that'd be another thing I would stick to small packages. Okay. Um, but I, I would want you to be netting like 20%, 25%. You know, mm-hmm. that would be the difference is going from a 3% to, to
0: a 25. 20%. I mean, you have to or buy 20%. the product, So you're out that cash early, but you make it back pretty quickly if you can. Push yeah. The right and then into
1: the goal would be to get a lifetime customer. So you can go from getting a one-time commission to having them know the swim university brand, like the products tell their friends buy another product, buy some chemical, buy a solar cover, mm. just be all in on the swim university
0: products because they trust you. Yeah. And you mentioned um, the idea of like, you know, looking at, you know, when you write down these 20 different, products looking at stuff that's smaller that's easier to ship uh looking at things that people would have to buy multiple times like not just a one-time like correct because you know, obviously like we sell rope you know like a lot of automatic pool cleaners that's where a lot of the the amazon profit comes from because they're you know high ticket items they're you know in the hundreds of thousands not hundreds of thousands that's insane uh, hundreds of dollars <laughs> and um and so, you know, obviously, like three to four percent of a you know a five hundred dollar product is decent, as opposed to like you know three to four percent on a ten dollar or twenty dollar book. Um, so, you know, that's not a repeatable item, though. That's not something that people are buying every single year. That's like a big ticket kind of thing. Is that do you do you, if you were just starting out, would you avoid? Going after those things, or if, if that's where the traffic's coming from your website. I mean,
1: if that's where the traffic's coming from, and you can do it, and you can make some money that you can use to reinvest in mm. a more long term solution, then that's totally fine because that's a way to generate generate some cash flow that can be reinvested to grow the next phase, you know, of, of what you want to do. Uh, I do agree with small and good margin. You know, and really what makes sense to me is to just be selling something that's at least $25 um, okay. you know, on Amazon. Now, if it's a super small, like an Apple watch pan, so you can fit a gazillion of them in a box and you make a buck on each one and you don't have to do anything. All right. That might be fine to make yeah, a buck and, the margins are and good. sell 30 of them a day and not touch a thing. Mm. That's sometimes when it's easy money, it's just easy
0: money. Sure. Um, that's, so those are the, that's, things that's, to look for. So I'm, I'm what, what happens though, when you go into Amazon and you're like, okay, um, you know, there, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I've heard this happening. You make a product now, and I have like a million questions on just how to make the product, like how to just get that. Cause I know there's like Alibaba and shit like that, but, um, I'll ask that afterwards. But like, have you ever had an in an, an instance? And I'm, this is maybe fear tactics, but like, or fear like this is just maybe I shouldn't worry about this. Where Amazon's like, cool, this is selling a lot. We're gonna make the Amazon Basics version of it, and then just completely wipe you out as a product creator.
1: That is definitely a possibility. Has it ever <laughs> happened to you? That's, that's um competition has brought product sales down. Yes. So a good example, I invented and created a product called the quick and carry storage bag. Mm -hmm. It was the first storage and transport bag for an instant pot. Okay. Instant pots is popular. It was very popular. I made this quick and carry bag. It was selling like crazy. I went on Scott Volker's podcast who Mm -hmm. runs brain creators, but it was called the amazing seller. Yep. Told my story. And this is actually truly how I believe I share everything. And hopefully I can be moving ahead faster than somebody catches up. And that's just how I, Yeah, that's how I operate. So I told my story uh, about the quick and carry bag as well on there. And there were, and again, I can't pinpoint it to that, but there were a lot of competitors, you know, six months later. Right. And there's software out there you can use to find this kind of stuff. And that's really the downsides of running a quote unquote, Amazon business versus a real business. My feeling is Amazon's a great way to launch products and generate some cash flow. And I would reinvest the profits in your own store, but don't. Yeah.
0: Okay. How would you, so I have, all right, let me, I'm kind of all over the place here, but when you, when you talk about your own store at Shopify right nowadays, it's not sure. like, yep. Okay. Um, are you doing the shipping or do you do a three PL? Depends on which brand. So I do sprinkle supply
1: store. I have an um, I have a strategic partner, um, with my business that is the wholesale channel. So it's, you know, one of the largest wholesale distributors of lawn and landscape products in the world. Okay. And I built, you know, a direct integration that where our computers are like synced up, inventory comes to me, orders go to them. They actually use my shipping software at their distribution locations to ship items. And this is all part of, because I came from wholesale distribution and I, Know where the opportunity is, and it's not stocking, not creating the distributor all over again. It's basically layering on top mm-hmm. of the channel that already
0: exists in a different digital way that they're currently not doing. I guess you also operate in a space where online competition isn't a problem because there are no such things as like sprinkler stores, like mom and pop stores. Right. Uh, right. That's a problem or- I would have to deal with. There are
1: uh, wholesale locations, but there
0: aren't pool and spa mom and pop stores. Right. So they get, so there's like this whole industry. Um, the way it's split is, you know, there's, they make robotic cleaners for the mom and pop stores and they make the same cleaner, completely different colors, completely different name for the online stores. So that way customers, and this is awful, but customers can't compare apples to apples because even though they're the, the exact same cleaner, they're completely, they're branded differently. Dude, it's the same thing
1: with sprinklers. It actually is. Wholesale trade has one model. Mm -hmm. They changed the name of it and they put it in Home Depot. Same darn sprinkler. Right. It kills me. It's like, they're trying to reinforce an artificial margin through the wholesale trade. Mm. You know, that doesn't need to exist. Right. It's actually sort of the root of a lot of the problems in the industry. And this is off tangent, but that contractors, uh, feel that their value is being added by reselling product instead of their value being added by providing real lawn sprinkler irrigation pool, spawn knowledge. This is the value. Right. Contractors think it's reselling parts to the homeowner. Yeah. Cause they can, they can mark the parts up, you know, right. a lot By a lot. And they're hiding their value. They're hiding their true value inside mm. this parts margin. Anyway, totally off topic, but yeah, similar. But I get it. The
0: sprinkler business. So um, the whole idea of like, so you so with 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 what you're doing, um, you're not you're more ecom your own site as opposed to Amazon at this point for the sprinkler site. It's about twenty five percent Amazon, seventy five percent our own site.
1: And what we do is we, again, I I don't sell one sprinkler on Amazon. So we make packs like a four pack of sprinklers mm-hmm. because I want that average item price to, to be, be higher. you know forty dollars, not ten dollars. Sure. And because of that, there's no such thing as a four pack of sprinklers in the world. So we have to do what we call Amazon prep. We put them in boxes, we put special stickers, we send it to Amazon FBA. Oh, that way. And you know, it's a a small percent of our items that actually can account for a lot of sales because they're kind of popular items that consumers are going to Amazon to look for. And if that's where they've decided they're going to buy it from, I can't change that. They're gonna buy that sprinkler on Amazon I can't change it. I just have to be there when they want to buy. (laughs) And what we find on Amazon is somebody buys one product. Like the average cart size is like 1.15 items. So basically one item at a time. On our sprinkler store, I think it's like at least 10 items that are in the cart on every single order. So the shopping experience is different. Someone's not looking for one replacement part. They're looking to like add a zone and they want to get a sprinkler and the fittings and the clamps and more
0: things that go with it when they buy from our store versus when they buy from Amazon. Right. And you're, um, are, are these sprinklers that you're talking about just in, are they sprinklers that you invented or you have custom all, labeled
1: all what I call OPP? I sell other people's for all the most popular sprinklers in the
0: industry. Okay. So you're not, you're not, you didn't yeah. do the, like, go to China, order a pallet not for the sprinkler business not for the sprinkler business and that will be
1: something you know down the road i will have a house brand if you will Mm -hmm. and uh that's just something that hasn't taken shape yet because i've had more there's been more opportunities in other directions for me to actually just start to change the way that the regular channel
0: does e-comm and layer on top right and to do you think that that's for everybody or is that you think because you're in the industry and you knew and you came from that world i i have a unique position in the industry yeah most people they would private label something and get and get into e-com or they just know an industry and they can tap it yeah where do people go to get these products made because you say like one of the things you said and i and i you said you design the packaging and i'm like yeah you know cad i don't know how to design a pack. like i you know i could You can go to Fiverr or any of these places and someone will
1: design you packaging, you know, within 24 hours, really, you know, any place you would have a video made Photoshop, you can get these things made. And what is it just like a,
0: a JPEG or is it like a
1: whole like file, a CAD file? It's typically just a, um, uh, like a, uh, illustrator file, you know, vector file.
0: So when they print, when they print on box, it's just going to be a vector file. That's it. So you're not designing the like the the actual package like the well you could I mean
1: typically when you're sourcing
0: that product may
1: exist in a similar form that already has a package mm-hmm. you may decide that you want a, some aspect of the packaging to be a little bit different yeah. to stand out so that's just a minor change to an existing packaging like I guess what I'm saying is you're not. Creating all of the cardboard flaps and right, to, okay. You know, unless it's a brand new widget that's never been in a box before,
0: you're just really just doing a logo or something.
1: The logo and then the colors. You could, if it's a square box, you get to design every cor- every side of that box. Mm. You know, where do and you- that create? Sorry, as we say, that creates that brand feel that reinforces the value, the price, right? Um, and you can put that packaging in your Amazon listing. To help create that value. So instead of focusing on the widget, try to focus on, you know, the brand, the packaging as if you are in a real world store, deciding between items mm. you know, you're gonna be drawn to and something that you identify with. Could you even sell that to retailers? Like Alpha? absolutely. yeah, okay. So thats that is a backwards. You know, and I haven't done this, but I've heard this is a backwards way into retail. Go become, if you knocked on Walmart's door right now with a Swim University product, good luck. Right. (laughs) Go create the best-selling product in a category on Amazon. They might want you.
0: Mm. It's reverse engineering getting on the retail shelf. How, where do you go to find this? Like, how do you go about making, you know, your own product? So I would say that you could, depending on what
1: you want to make, there's lots of avenues. Uh, you can easily check Alibaba or like Alibaba or Aliexpress mm-hmm. and just to sort of see what's out
0: there. You can just buy bulk, right? Like if you could.
1: Or you could buy one, you can get connected with the factory and we don't have enough time here to, to have a discussion sure. about sourcing. There yeah. are lots of resources out there to talk about sourcing. So that's the easiest way. It's not going to cost you any money. You can buy some samples. Hmm. Um, if you want to, you can go to China. You can go to the Canton Fair, which is freaking phenomenal. It's so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. Um, and every product you'd ever want in the world is there and you can find factories. They can make it for you. Yeah. I my so my former boss did that. So fun. Um, and then there might be some products that are on a shelf. That you can just contact the do private
0: labeling. Oh, so you just like you know. oh, I like this thing. Contact the manufacturer and just see if they'll private. label. Say, hey, do you guys
1: offer OEM? You know, a private
0: label OEM on this, and they might say
1: sure. It's going to be ten thousand units. You're like okay, never mind. Right. So right. There's just, and
0: you know. and you like literally would would have to buy the pallet or the the container or whatever and put it somewhere potentially whatever their MOQ is is what kind of how
1: it's referred to and. Yeah. My advice is always go to no matter what the price, lower MOQ is better than profit because you don't want to be stuck with inventory right. ever. If you want to make a product change, you never want to be like, shoot, I got to sell 5,000 more yeah. before I can
0: make a change. Right. And it's like, I just worry about, um, you know, like I, I even even personally, like when I, like I'm worried about buying t-shirts in bulk because I'm like, oh, what if I don't like. As a, I, you know, I was in a band and we, we made, we pressed, you know, a thousand CDs yeah. and we're like, all right, sweet. Like a thousand CDs. We're going to sell these in no time. My, I think my dad still has 900 CDs in his garage, you know, from you exactly. know, like 10, 15 years ago. And it's like that, that cost us a lot of money to put out that product. And then it ends up just sitting in a box somewhere and never, you know, never going anywhere. Um, this is, this is something that you think like, you got it. And it's just, I guess, starting small with like one little thing and like, and I guess using Amazon as your test platform, but that, that doesn't really translate into moving to an e-commerce, your own e-commerce platform where you have to kind of sell it on your own. That doesn't like, well, doesn't, they're, they're you know very I mean? similar. I mean, you can have that Shopify store and you can
1: have Amazon fulfill your Shopify orders. So oh. that's an easy option too. You can plug that right in. So if somebody orders on Shopify, it just goes out of the Amazon FBA
0: warehouse. That's possible too. Do you get a uh, bigger margin? Like more profit well, it's, that way? It, they're going to
1: have their uh, FBA fee, not the sales commission fee, but the okay. FBA pick pack and ship fee, so to speak. Interesting. And um, But then the, the, you keep the, all the rest of it. And hopefully on your own website, you can do more strategic, you know, sort of practices to try to get people to order bump, add more, you know, do a quick add to cart ways to go from a $40 order on Amazon to a average $99
0: order on your own site. Right. And do you think, um, if like, if, you know, starting off this way or like, I mean, are you going out there right now and, and sort of teaching this at all? Or is just something you're just doing as like, cause I, you like, I'm just
1: about passionate it. about it. You know, yeah. I've been doing it a long time and I enjoy talking to people about it and uh, would love to teach it, you know, yeah. um, would love to just haven't been able to free up the time, mm-hmm. you know, and as an entrepreneur, it is uh, sometimes you forget what, you know, because you think everyone knows it. Yeah. Right. Like no, I mean, you 100%. Do. you're like, No one needs my advice. Right. Everyone in the world knows this stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in all honesty, because I, I want to talk about content, but like as a selfish ask, you know, am I in the right position to do something like this? And do you think it's worth like, does it does it kind of reach my original idea of like ingraining the roots in the ground? Like that whole idea of like you mentioned the company that doesn't look like you or the company that kills you doesn't look like you. Like, I'm not an e-commerce business. It feels very big. It feels very time-consuming. And and I'm like, well, I don't really want to get into that. But I would love to, yeah, plant my roots in. So it's like my just company is overall more valuable. So with any time down the, the road, I can be like, yeah, well, we have this side of the business and that side of the business. And it's like worth like multi-millions.
1: I, I think that, yes, let's say you were to sell your content empire, your media empire right now, it's worth X multiple of profit, right? If you added e-commerce, maybe it's worth two, two more or X multiple more of profit because it's more, as you say, untouchable, sustainable, defendable, the the brand tip over and fall, (laughs) right? Yeah, like, absolutely. But then there's the question that I would ask you is like, it also comes down to what does, what, what would you want? And how hungry are you? Because if you have nothing, if you are literally trying to quit your job, you've got nothing. You're hungry as hell. And when you're hungry as hell, great things happen. I'm not as hungry as I used to be. I'm less likely to go put in a whole bunch of work
0: because I'm like, yeah, what would another 50 grand? I don't know. I'm good. You know what? That's um, a great question because that's exactly what I'm thinking about because I am in the same position where I'm like, I'm, that, that fire isn't there anymore. Um, and I'm mostly concerned with, all right, how do I do less work and then go, you know, fuck off and drink in the brewery or whatever. Um, so, yeah. but at the same time, this is my retirement plan, right? This is every, this is all, this is how I can fund I'm the, the same rest.
1: way, man. I don't have a pile of money sitting in like a fund somewhere. My retirement right. plan is to sell stuff online till I die. And that's, exactly. that is my
0: asset. <laughs> same, same, same with me. And so I, I think to myself, um, l- m- I'm thinking more about legacy as opposed to because, yep. you know, I've had friends who, who've who told me um, you should sell like now the time to sell. And I'm like, y- y- eh, well, uh, sure. And I may, you know, come out with like a big bundle of cash and be able to stick it in an account and perhaps live off, live off of it for the rest of my life. But then I got to do something like I'm I am I like this stuff. I'm an I'm a nerd. It's about not it. work. It's yeah. not work. Right. Right. It's not work. No. So. So I'm thinking more about uh, legacy like I some university has been it's like it's my it's my thing. It's what I've done my whole life for the most part or at least the latter half of my life. And I would love to just see it manifest in a in a much more ingrained way into the industry. Like I'd love to just ingrain that brand way more in the industry and take a position where I don't have to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that doing some uh, private label
1: high volume or where you're getting a lot of traffic, creating your brand on a physical product, you know, making it a popular either Amazon item or on your own site and then looking for those mom and pop retailers that if someone is watching your video And they carry the product you are talking about. You basically have that pull through sales opportunity for those mom and pop. Here's why you want to carry my XYZ product. Because I'm making these videos
0: and I'm going to drive the traffic to your physical store. You know, that is such a powerful thought process, right? And I think about... um, You know, I you know getting to the getting to a place, and this is like an arbitrary thought, but it's kind of like, you know, I don't have business goals anymore. They're not they're not dollar values. They're like they're abstract. And the one that I always had was heartfelt goals. Heartfelt goals, right? Exactly. Um, one of the one of the ones I've been thinking about too is like I want to be able, and this is like this sounds like Thanos, but I want to be able to click a button and make. A, like, makes someone's business completely just explode, right? <clears throat> so, now, I, that, that could be my own, right? But, like, imagine a new company comes out and they have this cool gadget for pools and they, like, they're working really hard but they just really can't get a foothold in the industry and I just have the magical button where I'm like, do you want me to promote this? Yes, okay, because if I do, you better have your shit together because it's going gonna, it's gonna to sell. You know, like, that power, I feel like, is not that I would ever like use it or be negative about it. Like I'm not going to base those people and fucking, you know, I
1: know here's, I know exactly what I would do if I had that power. What was that? I would invest and become an equity owner of the company, a partial equity owner of the company that you want to push the button for. Yeah. Because then you own a piece of what you're generating. Right. And that's like magic. It's like invest in something. You have some control influence in becoming a success. Right and not so like affiliates are not that that's not you don't the same own any of that right like if let's say someone was bringing a gadget and you said listen i'm going to promote you it's going to look like we're going to get this much sales but i would love to just have a one percent equity stake in this business and be like your main influencer and drive traffic and do the selling for you yeah because i have this magic button it's that's what pat i want to own a right piece now. of it and that's what i'm bringing to the table
0: yeah i mean that's literally pat Flynn's i think new business model which is uh, I'm going to promote convert kit, but I'm also a part owner. I'm going to convert, I'm going to yes. promote circle and I'm a part owner, you know, and I have Absolutely. say on what this product does. Yes. It makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, all right. Well, I kind of want to talk about content a little bit to sort of wrap things up. You are starting a new, are you starting a new brand? or Are you trying to do content for the, for the e-commerce store? I'm doing content for the e-commerce store. So okay. let me tell you what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I'm please. making very short
1: YouTube videos that I'm calling a product overview. So I'm taking a, uh, a sprinkler, let's just say, here's a Rainbird adjustment tool uh-huh. and a camera is not wanting to, there, it, there goes. it goes. And I'm, you know, I've got this nice lens and I'm holding up the Product, I'm taking it apart, I'm talking about it. Totally unscripted, one cut, no edit. And then I have a guy that rolls in the intro. You know, we kind of have this outro. And I can shoot like 10 videos in an hour. Mm -hmm. And just put them on YouTube and they're product overview. So they're not sort of how to do this or that. But it's there, number one, so I can learn how to do it and get comfortable on camera. Yeah. Number two, I take that video and I embed it in my Shopify store on the product detail page. right. So now there's a video next to the product that hopefully answers some of the questions. And done is make your quality videos, which is let me show you how to replace that sprinkler valve. Yeah. Top three things you need to do before you fix your lawn sprinkler. Those sorts of videos I haven't made yet, but I know that that is top of funnel, as I call it,
0: traffic. That's
1: where the and traffic is. What yeah. I'm making is bottom of funnel, which is product
0: video. Mm-hmm. And And so they're not reviews, they're overviews, right? So there's very different overviews. So just let me tell you about this thing. Cause I know on Amazon and they just like kind of demonstrate the product in a video. Like I always watch those before I buy, if they have it, I'm watching the video on Amazon for sure.
1: And I'm like you, I've used the product. I know how they work. I can talk to them. I, I call myself the sprinkler nerd. That's my persona. Yep. And then I'm building on Facebook, the sprinkler nerd, private community, of professionals so like lawn right. and landscape professionals can be in the sprinkler nerd community which would probably be like money lab pro mm-hmm. um although
0: this is free and it's on facebook and it's just right. the, the getting your started customers. process um right they're your they're your customers like you, you're those are people that are buying in bulk yes
1: and no so okay. i have on sprinkler supply store. it's, it's majority of direct to consumer and then what i would call like level two b2b hotels churches schools places that have a grounds Mm. Maintenance manager, yeah, but they may not be the professional contractor. We do get landscapers and contractors, but you know the large sprinkler contractors still buy from their wholesale B two B distributor. But I'm slowly, organically trying to capture some of that mind share and move it into the sprinkler or private community where I want to help them be better business people, mm-hmm. so it can kind of sit in between what I'm trying to create is that commerce content and community. And I feel like if you can get those three things, that's your, you know, defensible
0: business to, to get all three of those. Do you have any plans on doing like educational paid educational products? I don't know much about that. You know, like a guide to this or that. Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: Hasn't that's, been that's so interesting because I
0: feel like that's my wheelhouse and e-commerce is so kind of not my wheelhouse, but I would love, <laughs> you know, it's like, but when I got into course making, I'm like, oh, it's, I'm just doing media, but behind a paywall. You know what I mean? It's the same yeah. exact process. So like what you're doing on your videos right now, it's, it's just the same thing, except you're just blurting out the knowledge in right. a more succinct fashion. And then just yeah. pack it. One in option that up. for you, too, could be to find an e commerce guy. Let's just say it was me. Yeah.
1: We create Swim University products company that's a separate LLC, right? right? That's like owned by, and again, I'm, not, I'm just making this up. It's yeah. owned by you and me. My job is to create the e com source, the products, all of that. And your job is to then send traffic to this new company right. that is going to use either Swim University or some other brand. Mm-hmm. It's not tied to Swim University, which might not be a bad idea because then if you wanted to cut it off, it's not going to hurt your Swim University brand. Right. Should it not work out, you can just, you know,
0: kill that new Swim and Pool and Spa brand. Yeah, you know, but I do like the idea of starting with one thing. I think that that makes the most sense. And, and you know, you give the example of the sponge, which is a real thing. Um, I use and, them. I mean, I know it's a thing. Yeah. So it's like they are. Yeah. How simple is that? Or like in, you know, in, in, yeah. And that is something that's, you know, obviously being reused over and over again. Um, chemicals is a lot more difficult because of, you know, shipping regulations and stuff with, you know, um, but yeah, there are things that I could look at and, and maybe not even like, I think it would be really interesting to, to look at it as a money lab live or sorry, as a money lab experiment to be like, look, um, you know, if you're this type of content creator, Um, And you have digital courses like you, you know, you're there already. Like, let's let's see if there's another revenue stream that could be, you know, maybe more profitable or equally as profitable or just sort of like splits you a little bit and and diversifies you a bit, which I think is Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, Yes. And you're sort of doing the reverse where you're like, look, I have this e-commerce business and you're using the content side of things. I'm assuming to more plant those roots right to ingrain yourself yeah and that's like do you are you um like are you planning on just youtube or are you doing like written stuff as well i'm not doing the written stuff myself but you are um, doing yeah i'm doing some yes
1: Mm -hmm. yeah but that's coming next uh you know pillar articles
0: right things like that i I know that i need to do and you don't Um, even have to go with a affiliate company like you don't have to have affiliate it's, you have your own site, so you just send people there. I I want the traffic to so people can buy stuff on my site. Right, right, right. And that and I'm assuming right now you're like the traffic that's going to the e-commerce store is just paid.
1: Yes, we yeah it's it's paid, organic and direct, right? Oh, direct director yeah, people right. that organic. type you in, which is quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we've got organic, and then we've got our paid, and we stick to really the paid is Google Shopping, Google AdWords, Bing is just a blip. Yeah, not Facebook. Yep. Nope, not right now. We've done some experimenting, but uh, we're not quite ready for like, again, top of funnel. There's no intent. So on Facebook, mm-hmm. what I where I'm capturing customers is at the bottom of the funnel where their intent is, they know what they want to buy and right. they're looking for a place to buy it. Right. And you're just, that's so what I that want in front them. them. Yep. So that they're going to convert because they're ready to buy. Their intent mm-hmm. is that. When you're at the top of the funnel, you have to educate someone about all of it, right. then get down to the thing to buy which is a little bit more expensive and, and takes longer but there's more as much opportunity because the the funnel is bigger at the top right there's more people and do you think you've mastered the bottom the bottom were pretty good yes okay. yes you know and again it takes specifically with advertising it's also it's not always what you are going after it's actually filtering everyone else out, out so as yeah. an example How to is a negative keyword for me. I do not want anyone searching for how to to click my ad because I don't have anything that's going to show them how to do something. Right. So I filter out that traffic. And the main reason people can't convert their ads or they spend too much is because they don't add negative keywords to filter the traffic down to like just buyer and 10 keywords.
0: Um so yeah, that's that is actually that's a good nugget (laughs) right there. Um I, I have one more question and then we can wrap things up because i't have to go but um where do you think like how would you di- how would you explain where your time is divided in your work day how much do you how much are you working during the day and where is your time where's the majority of your time going and where you know like and and are, do you feel like you have too many things or or you know kind of just give me like an overview and
1: so it's a, so i it's a always a roller coaster as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. there's just this roller coaster effect that you live with the highs and the lows, the highs are, wow, you sold so much today. And then the lows are like, what happened today? Yeah. And being at peace with the highs and the lows takes practice. Yeah. Um, And just honestly, like I'm working on breath work, like things to just make me like a more whole person so that I don't have to ride the highs and lows of of my business. Um, So to, to get into the specifics, I do have a customer service manager that handles every single customer inbound, everything I do. I don't, I don't want to say I don't think about my customers because that doesn't sound right. I don't have to spend the time to manage them. Mm-hmm. I have a marketing uh, manager. Full-time, who's by Who's also way. kind of like my, uh, what's that? Are they full-time? Yep. Mm-hmm. And she does everything marketing and web and merchandising related. And then I have an operations manager who takes care of like my inventory sync and making sure every order gets out the door. So my e-commerce business runs itself because I have a team, that I've built slowly three over people. time to, yeah. And, and some part-timers and, you know, I've got a graphic uh, video guy in Bangladesh and, sure, you know, some outsourced, but three people. And I think I can use that, th- stay with three people and probably not double my business, but grow by 50% and not add more people because you can, there's always ways to be more efficient and automate yeah. and delegate aspects of your business. Right. So where I spend my time is working with my team But also, I am a creator like you. I'm either creating systems within my business or now I'm creating content, creating videos like I am the visionary creator. Mm -hmm.
0: And so that's my job is to create and support the team, create and support the team. Um, So you're mostly now, I guess, supporting the team and then creating is like maybe 25 to 30 percent. Yeah. And, and trying to be careful with
1: not doing stuff just because it's between nine and five and I should be working. That's not a good reason to do anything. Yeah. Spending your time where it matters the most. It's just being okay. Being like, yeah, I'm just going to like, you know, goof off with my kids this afternoon. Right. Or because maybe two nights ago I was up till 10 doing something. I, it's like that finding that, that balance. Yeah.
0: That I totally get it. Yeah. So, um, well, I know you got to go, but thank you so much for doing this. Um, absolutely. My wh- pleasure. Where, do, I mean, you're, you're not educating anybody about this, but where do you think if anybody wanted to go and learn more about you or learn more about your story, where do you think they should go?
1: Yeah, they can definitely, you know, I have Andy so you can visit Andy Humphrey.com. Always have my contact information. You can follow sprinkler supply store, you know, dot com. You can follow me on LinkedIn. Um, there. Yeah. You know, I tend not to do Facebook. It's mostly LinkedIn. Um, sprinklersupplystore.com you know and then my own domain
0: cool uh
1: and i'll see you in money
0: lab pro yeah absolutely
1: thanks matt no i appreciate it all right take it easy okay see ya later